I'm Jamie Hunt. And I'm Ann Renz. And this is The Endo. Do you get frustrated when you go to the doctor? Are you in copious amounts of abdominal pain and no one is taking you seriously? Do you suspect that something might actually be wrong and you're not just hallucinating? Then boy, do we have a podcast for you. Welcome to It's The Endo. Because no, it's It's not just a period. All right, so let's get right on to it. One in 10 American women are diagnosed with endometriosis every year. And what is endometriosis? It's basically tissue from the lining of your uterus that is growing on places that are not your uterus. All right, so we know what endometriosis is. How is it diagnosed? Well, the only surefire way is getting a laparoscopy, although other imaging methods might be helpful. All right, we know what it is, we know how to find it, what are the symptoms of endometriosis? So, you know, ladies, when it's that time of the month and you're just in an excruciating amount of pain because cramps, it's like that, but on steroids and protein shakes and a leg routine. So cramps, big red flags, but like out of this world cramps. Stabbing. Mm-hmm. That's a, a word we've heard to describe it. Um, but also copious amounts of blood loss during menstruation itself. Um, sometimes women, you know, we are told sort of to reassure us about our periods that we're really only losing a couple of tablespoons of blood. Well, another symptom, um, is is losing a lot more than that. Yeah. Losing a lot more than you should. You'll hear from some of our interviewees about how this was their experience. So those are just two of the really common symptoms. There's a wide range of others. There's options for how sucky this can be. There are several different treatment options available now. As you'll hear from my aunt and my grandmother, uh, pretty much the only treatment options at the time was some outdated hormone therapy and a hysterectomy. Or, especially in the case of my grandmother, having a baby. Can I get a no thank you? All right, so let's take some time now to introduce our wonderful interviewees. And who do we have first up on the docket? So first of all, we have two of your family members. Mm, Yes, we do. I have my wonderful Aunt Vicky, and she is going to tell us her story of growing up in the 70s and 80s and dealing with this disease in that period of time. Uh, My aunt, as you will hear, has one of the more severe forms. There are stages of endometriosis, um, and she had one of the more severe stages, and she will tell us about her experience growing up with it, as well as her treatment done right here in Atlanta at Grady Hospital. I was formally diagnosed in 1981. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed via laparoscopy, which was a brand new surgery at the time, mm-hmm. which is of course done with lasers and, and now robots. It uh, was a long and rather difficult process and extremely painful. Many doctors uh, decided I was quote unquote faking it and or being dramatic. Uh, in the late 70s, early 80s, this was not very well known. I have ended up having 14 abdominal surgeries, 
uh, culminating in a complete hysterectomy when I was 24. Also, I had my hysterectomy at Grady Hospital. It was a big deal. There was a lot of pushback from them about doing it at my age. And I truly had to lobby and be my own advocate. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, I kept hearing, well, all you really need to do is have a baby. Once I chose to uh, have a hysterectomy, which at the time was the best treatment, I, uh, I've lost relationships. There have been people I've dated that didn't want to uh, be involved with me because I could no longer bear children. part where emotionally I was good with it but many of those around me were not. In my experience, endometriosis is excruciatingly painful. Mm -hmm. And by excruciating, I mean I've had lots of knee problems and mm -hmm. joint problems and that sort of thing. But this is more of being punched in the gut with a, a sword. Mm -hmm. Not even a knife. I'm talking full on katana. Before treatment, I was having uh, menstrual cycles that were so incredibly outrageous that I actually received plasma to replace volume lost. Mm -hmm. I started at the age of 15 getting pain medication for this situation. Mm -hmm. It continued and it continued. Daily function was a big it was a big issue for me. Um, remember back then there was uh, really horrific hormonal treatments. Um, Depo-Provera, instead of doing it like they do for birth control, they would double, triple, or quadruple the usual dose. So you walked around really angry all the time and feeling pretty bad. I truly do not wish to undergo another surgical event. Mm -hmm. Because the other side of endometriosis and surgical events are scar tissue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So scar tissue acts like kudzu, endometriosis acts like kudzu, mm -hmm. nobody effing wants kudzu. Mm -hmm. But having said that, um, if I get to a point where it gets bad enough, mm -hmm. I will be open to that option. Mm -hmm. At this point in time, it's just not that bad. Anybody that's listening to this, if you believe that you have something that's not right, you find a medical professional and you keep looking. This is not in your head, it's in your body. This is not through any fault of your own. Mm -hmm. This is simply the way you were fearfully and wonderfully made. So keep seeking a solution because there is one. My grandmother will talk about her experience with endometriosis in the uh, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Um, she elected to have a partial then a full hysterectomy after she had children. So talking to these two women who are huge parts of my life um, and have taught me to understand that it's not just a period and if you're feeling funny, you need to go to the doctor, but the value that these two women bring to you know this interview pool is unmatched. Well, it was 1966, 67, and I had had my second baby. I had a boy and a girl. Uh, I had all of my life 
really excruciatingly painful periods. My mother didn't entirely believe that they could possibly be that bad because she didn't have them like that. I don't think mother took me to the doctor about it for years, but I this got worse and worse. And by the time I'd had my second baby, endometriosis had been kind of discovered. I never heard of it before then. And my doctor asked if I wanted to have any more children, and I did not. And he thought I should have a hysterectomy. One ovary was very involved with endometrium, and the other one was clear, so they left one whole ovary and a piece of another one, but they took out my uh, uterus and tubes. What the doctor did was what he called cherry picking. He scalpeled off some of the lesions that were outside the uterus. And, uh, oh, I swelled up. I looked like I was more than nine months pregnant. And I was in a lot of pain after the surgery, but that settled down quickly. And I've always been grateful that he did that. That really did do what I wanted it to do. And I have not since had any trouble with endometriosis. Um, I had a lot of trouble with only having a tenth of an ovary. The doctor said that the other ovary would produce hormones and make up for the loss, but it didn't. And I spent most of my adult married life in really low in estrogen and lacking the hormones I should have had. Oh, I used to miss a lot of school. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was tough on me socially because my mom was very dubious. Mostly, I just felt awful and wouldn't participate in things. In each monthly cycle, mm -hmm. I had about two good weeks and two bad weeks. Mm -hmm. And in the bad weeks, I would be having these long periods and uh, just losing an awful lot of blood mm -hmm. and in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. uh, a good day would be in the other two weeks mm -hmm. on the other end of the cycle when uh, evidently things settled down and I felt fine. Even today, I think I have two week sort of emotional cycles. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was 36, I had a complete hysterectomy mm -hmm. and began taking hormones. Mm -hmm. And I felt much better because of that. Like Vicki, I would want to speak to women who are suffering from endometriosis today. Mm -hmm. And I would say, keep looking until you find a doctor who is supportive and believes you and has a solution. Anne, who do we have for you? So we have two of my oldest, closest friends from school, Abby and Jordan. They're the same age as me, grew up in the same hometown, went to the same high school. And I'm not gonna lie, it was actually really difficult in retrospect to listen to their stories and realize how much they were going through. I actually was in tears when I listened to Abby's because um, in her case, she has a very difficult case where her endometriosis is serious, but 
you know, a lot of the potential ways to manage that have almost been worse for her. And combined with a lot of mental health issues that were already existent, as you'll hear, it's just, it was heartbreaking. And it makes me feel even more honored to be their friend. My name is Jordan. I'm 22 years old. I've been formally diagnosed via laparoscopy. They, they went in with a laser and a camera, took a look around, lasered off tissue. So I started having periods when I was 12 and I was like, I have always had like issues with cramps. Like I've always, I've never, like as far as I can remember, I've never had a period where I didn't have cramps. A few months before I turned 20, I felt like a major popping sensation like where my left ovary would have been and since then like I started having some mild pain in between periods not just on my period I called my gynecologist got in with the nurse practitioner she told me that it's relatively normal for something like that to happen just because when we ovulate a cyst forms around the egg that's being released and that cyst pops and drops the egg but that should never that should not have been happening because I had been on birth control for so long, I should not have been ovulating, like at all. So either my birth control wasn't working or something was seriously wrong. Uh, but my practitioner just kind of dismissed it. Less, well, maybe about a year later, I ended up having the most excruciating pain of my life. I, I had pain like shooting from my pelvis area up my spine. I had it shooting down my legs, like just everything felt like it was on fire, like all my, everything was on, like I just was in so much pain. I missed a lot of work in school between the time of my first excruciating period and um, getting formally diagnosed. I have always prided myself on my work ethic. I'm, I'm a hard worker and I'm a pretty dedicated person and I had just started a new job at that time and I had to call off a lot. Like I was missing weeks of work in school. When I was home because I was in pain, I, I, what I was doing was laying on the couch crying because I felt like, I felt terrible that I couldn't do anything. Like my whole house was always a mess. Like I couldn't, like I couldn't stand up long enough to get the dishes done. I couldn't stand up long enough to get the laundry done. I had a hard time lifting heavier things and I had a hard time just doing daily things um, when I was in a lot of pain. Socially, um, it made me feel very isolated when I was in a lot of pain. It, it was terrible. Like It sent me into a depression. I've never been more depressed in my life. Sex was even a problem too. Like My ex and I, when we were together at the time, our relationship was neg like greatly negatively affected by this. Um, sex just became painful. So when we did have sex, it wasn't ever because I really felt like I wanted to. It's because I felt bad that he wasn't getting what he needed. I am very fortunate that I am on my dad's uh, health insurance still and that he has very good insurance. I'm also very lucky that my dad and my mom helped me pay for my medical bills because the laparoscopy before insurance was $15,000. Any other, like I've been through some hormonal treatments as well. That has not been free, but I, it would have been significantly more expensive. The injection, the hormonal injections that I had to have were like $4,000 an injection, and I had to have uh, four of them. I'm done with all of my treatments for now. 
I'm hoping that, like, so far my life has been good. I've been able to work as normal. I haven't had to miss work because of endometriosis. I haven't had to deal with any of that pain. Um, I'm still trying to just enjoy the pain-free time that I have right now um, because I don't know what's going to happen when I start having a period again. I'm hoping, I'm hoping things are better this time around and that I can get a good few seven to ten years out of this um, before I have to have another laparoscopy. I am happy that I chose to go through these treatments. If um, there are other women out there who are listening to this and, you know, your story sounds anything like mine or even Abby's, I really recommend getting a gynecologist. Like, the, hard, the hardest thing about all of this is finding the doctors that will listen to you because, uh, gosh, women's health is such trash because there's not a lot of research that goes into this. There's not a lot of funding into people who want to help women get through these kinds of issues. And the only way we're going to get recognized for our issues is if we make a big deal out of it. My name is Abby. I'm 23 years old. I don't know how typical my my story, quote unquote, is. Um, I had my first period when I was about a month shy of 13. Um, and they were never really regular, but they weren't so irregular to where I really thought about it. I, you know, it was one of those things where I never really knew when they were coming, but I, I figured that was normal. Um, because I would tell my mom all the time, like, I have no idea when mine is about to start. Like, you know, doctors would always be like, when was your last period? And I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Um, because I was a kid and I, I wasn't checking those things. And so it never really registered to me how irregular they were. I just knew that I, I couldn't expect them. Um, but they, you know, they came like on average once a month. So I figured obviously they were fine. Um, but they never really hurt. Um, I didn't start having cramps for a really long time, like several years. Um, so it wasn't until I was about 16, 17 that my period started getting painful. Um, and it was a very, very quick transition, I felt. And, and I was telling my doctor this whole point. I was like, hey, like, this is getting real bad. Can Is there anything else that we can do? And basically what I was told, and this was by a female doctor, so it was all the more frustrating for me, was she would be like, oh, well, you know, we, we could do a laparoscopy to check for, for endo um, because it sounds like that's what you have. But since all surgery carries risk, we don't need to, we don't want to perform the surgery and give you unnecessary risk if you don't need to have the surgery. So I stopped seeing her and I filtered around a couple of doctors. I think I tried like my pediatrician to see if they would refer me somewhere. And I got pretty simple answers of like, oh, well, have you tried like a hot water pad? And it's like, oh, right. Why didn't I think of that? Um, <laughs> I'm cured. So a couple different experiences until we found a specialist who specifically treats um, endometriosis and infertility. I go to this doctor and he immediately is like, no, you definitely need surgery. Um, he did a pelvic exam, you know, where they do like the with um, their fingers. And he was like, 
oh Jesus Christ because he could tell he was like I would almost say that it's growing like on the inside of, of your canal because it is so irritated I'm like yeah because I'm in with you know yeah basically from there I was scheduled with an appointment for a laparoscopy within three months um, I think the only way that I have directly been affected is just daily life like getting getting through um socially I don't feel any different um because this is one of those things I mean it's an invisible illness so I I don't feel like I've been affected people don't treat me differently I don't treat people differently um because of it you know because I, I try not to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it um because it's annoying um it's an inconvenience on my life I don't care to to dwell on it um Financially, I was fortunate. My parents have good insurance. They paid for the surgery. I think they paid for half of it up front. Like they had, the copay was like 50%. It was obscene. Like they had to pay like $7,000 up front, which not every family has the means to do so. And so I'm very lucky that my dad does. A really bad day is a day where I'm having pain to where I can't get up out of bed. I've definitely had days where I miss school. Um, I've definitely had to miss work just because like, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I can't get up. I'm, you know, sometimes the pain is so bad that it makes you like barf. Some days the pain is so bad that all you can do is just, I mean, sometimes it's been so bad that I've literally just had to say to my boyfriend, like, Hey, sorry, this is going to get weird. And like scream into a pillow. Cause I have no other outlet. I just have to yell and just cry and just deal with it. Um, because, you know, and I've always been asked by him, like, why don't you just take some pain medicine? It's like, it doesn't work. If it's this, if it's the sharp pain, I've never had an instance where sharp pains could be mitigated by pain medicine. And those are the majority of what I get. These just shooting, horrible, like white hot. Someone is stabbing me in the ovary. Someone is stabbing me in the vagina. Someone is stabbing me through my belly button, through into my back. Like it's sharp. It's, you know, the cramps. The cramps are the manageable part. It's the sharp pains that are the fucking kicker. I don't seek treatment anymore. I've tried a bunch of different methods of birth control. Um, I did eventually try the pill. I tried two different kinds of pills. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, that I'm kind of sensitive to medicine. Apparently, I'm even more sensitive to hormones. Because basically, my ritual was I had to get prescribed Zofran. Um, and if you are not aware, Zofran is a medicine that is an anti-emetic. It prevents you from throwing up because if I didn't take the Zofran, um, my body would be very uncomfortable with taking the pill and half the time I would puke. So, you know, it was kind of an insurance policy of making sure I actually kept the, the thing down. Zofran gave me headaches. I didn't like, you know, the side effects of that because like I said, the headaches are pretty severe. And take And getting a huge headache to take a pill that was barely helping what it was supposed to be helping seemed pointless. So eventually I just gave up. Now I have been not taking any birth control, any treatment for probably the past year. That means that I know that the tissue is growing back. I know that it's growing back and I know that it's getting worse and I know that in a couple years I'm probably gonna need surgery again. But the long-term effects right now don't seem as bad as the immediate effect of everything else sucking so bad. 
Um, which is really frustrating because I don't have a good answer for me. I don't have, I don't have a solution. I feel like something has been taken away from me. Um, like, why do I have to be mentally ill and also physically ill? Like, that's not cool. Like, why did I have to get the daily double on that one? It's so messed up. Um, it's hard enough to deal with having post-traumatic stress disorder. It is another thing to have post-traumatic stress disorder and not be able to process that in a day because you're waking up from nightmares and then you're waking up from nightmares while you're having pains. Um, I wish that endometriosis was something that people cared about because it is my opinion, based on my personal experience, that pain is something that I was just supposed to deal with. Um, based on the experience of the previous doctors that I've had, they were very dismissive of the pain that I explained to them. I told them sometimes I just have to stop what I'm doing and lay on the floor because I'm in so much pain. I've thrown up from pain. I have cried from pain. I have lost days from pain. And apparently that was not enough for some of these doctors to warrant maybe we need to have a look at what is causing her so much pain. And I think that that is, I don't think that I am the only person by a long shot who had that experience. Talking to my friends, talking to Jordan, that was our experience. People don't care that women are in pain. They don't. I'm glad that I had the opportunity to kind of talk about my my truth here. Um, I'm glad that if this benefits anybody, if it benefits one person, then it was worth it. Um, you know, in terms of, of educating, in terms of maybe some solidarity, maybe some girl is hearing this right now and they have realized that what is going on with their body is not right and that they need to stand up for themselves and, and get help. Um, and if somebody gets inspired to do that, then it was a success. But otherwise, um, I'm happy to to share what is what I've gone through. All right, y'all. Here's the deal. Endometriosis is a highly, highly stigmatized illness that affects not only thousands of women in the United States, but millions of women worldwide. We are calling for a revolution. We want people to feel comfortable and free to discuss their health problems so that way people can start to get treated things can start to get better women have talked about for forever about not being believed about their pain at the doctor and that needs to change because people are suffering and the fact that it takes an average of 10 years in the united states of america 10 years to get diagnosed it's unacceptable. It is. All right, y'all. Thank you for being here with us. Here's the deal. Throughout this show, we have presented you with some sobering facts about the reality of living with endometriosis in the United States. Millions of women suffer. We hope that by listening to us, you might have learned some empathy and, you know, also learned about something you didn't know about before. And if you have a uterus and you are feeling like something is wrong, Go to the doctor. Man. Yeah, and in fact, I'm going to be doing just that in the next few weeks. Exactly. Be like us. If you think something is wrong, go to the doctor. Get checked. All right, y'all. It's the endo. Peace out.